0: This is Trey Johnson, and I'd like to thank you for taking the time to listen to this teaching. I pray that it empowers you, encourages you, and motivates you to know God and to be who He's created you to be. And tonight we're going to talk about changing the way you think of yourself. Now hold your your place there and go with me to Matthew chapter 5, verse 6. Matthew chapter 5, verse 6. And it says, blessed, Jesus is talking here. He says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are those who hunger. You know, you're hungry when you've been burning lots of calories. You're hungry when you haven't eaten So, Lord, I'm asking you to stir our hunger. That we're believing that you've been burning spiritual calories by hearing and listening and becoming and obeying. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst. You're thirsty um, and you need replenished. How thirsty are you? For victory how hungry are you for victory how, how hungry are you for revelation how hungry are you for answers how hungry are you you know Peter tells us to cast all of our care over on him because he cares for us I'm, I'm gonna ask you and I'm asking you to to move away distraction and let's let's release our faith and let's make a decision I, I'm hungry yeah. and I'm thirsty for the things of God hunger and thirst after righteousness and they shall be filled and they amplified it says they shall be satisfied satisfied means a fulfillment of any need or want that when you're hungry and thirsty see God runs into emptiness to fill it up to flow out from fullness but there's emptiness before there's fullness and the purpose for fullness is to empty and then to get replenished hunger hunger father I'm hungry no matter where you're at in your walk with the Lord I'm asking you to to say out of your mouth right now Lord I'm hungry Hungry. and I'm thirsty Thirsty. and you you said I'd be filled I'm hungry I'm hungry to go to new levels I'm hungry for the presence of God I'm hungry for signs and wonders and miracles I'm hungry for the great breaking loose I'm hungry for God's people to walk in freedom and authority I'm hungry that this place is standing room only with people that are hungry and thirsty for the things of God I'm hungry that we walk in our inheritance that we're everything God has called and created us to be that not one person in here you leave any gift any talent untapped but that we're hungry to operate in the fullness of capacity the fullness of our calling that we go where we're supposed to go we do what we're supposed to do and we become everything that we're called and created to be this is a hungry church Now go back to to Proverbs 23. We've, We've been reading this scripture, very familiar scripture. Proverbs 23 verse 7, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he. For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Now the mind is the target. In order for God's kingdom to come and his will be done his kingdom has already come but in order for us to walk in the manifestation of it that the mind is the, the target the soul is the target and the enemy knows that you know in the very beginning whenever Satan went after Eve in the Garden of Eden he didn't go after her spirit he went after her soul first and because She began to question the character and nature of God. Did did God say that I shouldn't eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? When she began to question the character and nature of God, it brought the spiritual downfall. And Paul says, don't be ignorant of the devil's devices because the same way that he deceived Eve is the same way that he's going to try to deceive us. And it's after the soul. It's after the mind, the will, and the emotions. And it's the soul that is the target. It's the mind as a person thinks, in their heart, so they are. So as a person thinks, your thinking connects to our heart, and so we are. And so the devil wants to paint a picture, like Pastor Cassie was, was singing about a while ago and praying about a while ago. The enemy wants to paint an image of Defeat. He wants to paint an image of sickness. He wants, have you noticed between if you watch TV at all, how many commercials have to deal with sickness? We, at our house, they are muted, channel change, change the channel. And we speak back. Because the devil knows that if he can get you to, well, oh man, bless the Lord, I, I think that might be me. As a person thinks in their heart, so they are. I'm gonna encourage you to get aggressive about your thinking. Get aggressive about who you're becoming. Get aggressive about your authority in Christ Jesus. The enemy wants to paint a picture in your mind of defeat, of failure, of sickness, of divorce, of defeat, of lack. Of poverty of status quo of average of not enough because if he can get you to accept it in your mind it will eventually get in your heart and as a person thinks in their heart so they are even while they're saved because when we're born again that happens instantly but the changing of our soul our mind is a process see God please hear this God believed And he believes in what he accomplished through Jesus at Calvary. God believes that Jesus disarmed every principality and power and ruler of darkness of this world. God believes in the power of the blood of His Son Jesus that allows you and I to approach Him confidently and with courage. And no matter where we're at or what we go through, God believes that His grace is sufficient. God believes God believes that His name is above every name. God believes in the power of the Word. It says it's forever settled in heaven, and heaven and earth will pass away, but His Word will never pass away. See, God believes in the name of Jesus. He believes in the Word of God. He believes in the blood of Jesus, and He believes in us. But just because He believes in it doesn't mean it's going to bring change in our life until we believe in it. He believes in what he's done he believes in our victory if you're taking notes and hopefully you are it's very important that we know please write this down that we know that God does not make failures God does not please know if you've never heard that before know that God does not does not does not does not does not even though we we've, we've might have failed god doesn't make failures god doesn't make failures god doesn't make failures so when god looks at you he doesn't see a loser he sees a winner when god looks at you he doesn't see sick he sees healed When God looks at you, He doesn't see lack, He sees abundance. When God looks at you, He doesn't see bondage, He sees freedom. When God looks at you, He doesn't see the tail, He sees the head, even though we might act like the tail sometime. No, no, God doesn't make failures. God didn't create us to fail in our marriage. He didn't create us to fail in our business. He didn't create us to fail in our bodies. He didn't create us to fail in our influence. God did not create us to fail. It is against God's character and nature to fail. Failure is not in His vocabulary. It's not in His thinking. It's not in His DNA. God does not equate. He doesn't comprehend failure. Know that we've got a choice to make. Either I can keep believing the lies of the devil or I can, I can choose to believe the Word of God. Will we keep believing the lies of the devil? No. But you're the only one that can make that choice. I'm the only one that can make that choice on a daily basis. Every day, life or death, blessing and cursing, he says to choose, choose life. Do you know that God doesn't make failures? Say that with me. God doesn't make failures... say it one more time God doesn't, make God doesn't make failures now say it like you mean it God does not make failures, God does not make failures. there's still about a third of you that don't believe that God God say this with me again God does, not make God does not make failures now what does that look like in your life what 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 image do you have what what's that obstacle because I can feel it I can feel it blocking you God does not make failures And yeah, we all have things to overcome, and we all have new places we want to go. But first and foremost, we've got to realize that God does not make failures. I'm not created to be a failure, even though I might be facing obstacles. Jesus said, in this world, you're going to have trials and tribulation and and obstacles and things to overcome. He says, but be of good cheer, be certain, be confident, be undaunted, for I've already overcome it and deprived it of power to harm you because I didn't create you to fail. (laughs) First John five four says, "This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith." In other words, he didn't create you to fail. He didn't create us to fail. Say, so he, he didn't create us to fail. Now, now go with me to Second Corinthians chapter three. Second Corinthians chapter three, and we're talking about changing the way we see ourselves. God wants us to transform our image. As a person thinks in his heart, so we are. 2 Corinthians 3, verse 18. I'm going to read this out of the Amplified Translation. It says, And all of us, as with unveiled face, because we continue to behold in the Word of God as in a mirror the glory of the lord are constantly being transfigured into his very own image in every increasing splendor and from one degree of glory to another for this comes from the lord who is the spirit now I want to read this again and all of us as with unveiled face all of us say all of us, all of us. as with unveiled face in other words with, with with slaves used to have to wear veils whenever they approached a king You're not a slave. You're a son or a daughter of the Most High God. You do not have a veil. All of us with unveiled face, because of the blood of Jesus, we are allowed to approach a holy God. When Moses came down from the Mount of Sinai, he had to put a veil over his face because the glory of God shone so much but it says that we all with unveiled face. We don't have a veil. There's nothing hindering our progression in our relationship with God. There's nothing stopping us from being all that God has called and created us to be. There's nothing, there's not a veil on our heart, there's not a veil on our mind, there's not a veil in any form or fashion that is stopping us from knowing our Heavenly Father and being who God has called and created us to be. Amen? And all of us as with unveiled face because we continued to behold in the Word of God. Now we're talking about changing the way we think about ourselves. And he says, okay, realize that there's no veil. Realize that God did not create you to fail. God does not create failures. He's not in the failing business. He's in the winning business. Dr. Savell is called to teach people how to win. And that's we tap into that anointing, right? We win. And he says, and all of us, say all of us, with unveiled face. unveiled face. And he goes on to say, because we continue to behold in the word of God, we continued to behold in the word of God. We, we continued to behold in the word of God. There's power in continuing. We continue to behold in the word of God. Hold your place right there. And I'm just going to read, or you can just I'm just going to read 1 John 5. Stay right where you're at. Now notice in verse 13, 1 John 5, 13, these things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God. Do you believe in the name of the Son of God? That you may know that you have eternal life and that you may continue, say continue, continue, to believe in the name of the Son of God. See, whenever you believed that God sent Jesus to die on the cross for your sins and you confessed with your mouth that Jesus is your Lord, you accepted eternal life, you accepted salvation, right? You received eternal life. He says that isn't where believing stops, that's where believing starts. Now continue to believe. So if we have an unveiled face. Now th- this, is, this is how we change. This is is how we progress. This is how we become. This is how we know God. This is how it goes from religion to relationship. This is how we go from glory to glory. This This is how we continue in the Word of God we continue in the Word of God. If I want to change, I continue in the Word of God. If I want to know God's heart, I continue in the Word of God. If I want to walk in divine health and healing, I continue in the Word of God. If I want to keep increasing, I continue in the Word of God. If we want to fulfill our assignment and purpose, we continue in the Word of God. The Word of God cannot fail. We continue in the Word of God. We continue in the Word of God. We continue in the Word of God. We continue. There's no back off. There's no back up, there's no no disengaging. We continue. We continue. It's in our DNA to continue. We get up in the morning and we continue to believe. We continue to think on the Word. We continue to believe the Word. We continue to declare the Word. We continue to worship with the Word. We continue. Say "We we continue. So, God doesn't create failures. There's no back off in you. We continue. That's what we do. We continue. We continue in the Word of God as in a mirror the glory of the Lord and are constantly being transfigured into His very own image. So whenever we continue in the Word of God, transfigured means to change in shape or change in appearance. That whenever I'm transfigured, I change in shape and I change in appearance. God wants us to transfigure. He wants our image to be transformed. He wants us to get a hold of what He sent Jesus to die for and who we are in Christ Jesus. He wants our image to transform. We're, Romans chapter 8 verse 29 says that it, he is predestined us to be conformed into the image of His Son. Genesis 1:26, we're creating the image and likeness of Almighty God. God wants our image to transform right here he says, if you continue, verse 18. Behold in the word of God as in a mirror the glory of the Lord and are constantly being transfigured into his very own image in every increasing splendor and from one degree of glory to another for this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. This comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. If I want to change, it comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. If I want to change, it comes from continuing in the word of God because the word of God is like a mirror where we see who we are through the word of God. He says, continue, and this change, it comes from the Spirit of the Lord. Change comes from the presence of God. Change doesn't come just by coming to church. Change comes by having a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I, I just ask that you're the author of this. You're, you're the one that inspired this. I ask, you were there. You were there whenever the, the Father revealed his heart and it inspired men to write this. Holy Spirit, I just welcome you to teach me. He is the Spirit of truth. He is the teacher of all things. Holy Spirit, I just ask you to help us change. And he says, okay, if you want to change, then continue in my word. Continue, continue. Because the word is like a mirror. Go with me to Matthew 17. Matthew 17. Continue. Say, I'm going to continue. If I'm going to change, I'm going to continue. Continue is part of change. If I want to change, I'm going to continue. Matthew 17, verse 1. It says, Now after six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John, his brother, and led them up on high, upon a high mountain by themselves now notice Jesus led Peter James and John he isn't going to necessarily drag he's going to lead right, <laughs> right? and if, if if you read the Matthew Mark Luke and John the disciples they chose their relationship with Jesus not Jesus right. he had already chosen but they chose how deep they went with him and in other words are you hungry and are you thirsty Peter, James, and John were his inner circle and he led them to a new place. God is wanting to lead us to a new place. It's not new for him, but it's new for us. And he he led them up on high, mountain by themselves. Pastor Cassie said that a while ago, we're coming up higher, right? And he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun and his clothes became as white as light. And behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to them and talking with him. Then Peter answered and said, Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, let us make here three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. Now notice right here, he led them to a new place, and he was transfigured. Now once you get in the presence of God, not only does his appearance change to you, but that's where we change. Remember the Holy Spirit, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom and change comes from the spirit of the lord change comes from continuing change comes from being led he led peter james and john he's leading us to come up higher and it says that he changed he transfigured his transfigured he changed in shape and appearance in his face and his clothes and not only do we begin to see him in a new light but we begin to see ourselves in a new light and peter realized that okay moses and Elijah were there with Jesus, and and whenever we're in the presence of the Lord, Moses represents the law, and Elijah represents the prophet, and so when you're in the presence of the Lord, you begin to see how everything works together for the fulfillment. And Peter said, "Okay, Lord, whew, this is good. I think I'm going to make a." tabernacle for Moses, a tabernacle for Elijah, a tabernacle for Jesus. In other words, let's stay right where we're at because it's good. How many times, church, do we stay right where we're at because we're satisfied? Remember those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, they are the ones that shall be filled. They are are the ones that shall be satisfied. He said, it's good, it's good. Thank God for what we do know. Right? Thank God for where we have come to. Thank God for the we're going to heaven. Thank God we have certain revelations. Thank God, but Paul said we only we know in part. And so Jesus interrupts Peter right here, and while they're speaking, verse 5, Behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and suddenly a voice came out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear him, remember, from the presence of the Lord comes change. From the presence of the Lord comes the Word of God that changes the way you think and changes the way you believe, it, which will change what you expect and it'll change how you behave and it'll change your habits and it'll develop your character and it will fulfill your destiny. Change comes from the presence of the Lord. He says, now listen, listen, because His presence is here. Listen to Him, this is my beloved Son. See, He begin to see in a new light. See, when we have the presence of the Lord and we're welcoming of the Holy Spirit of God and we have the Word of God and we're continuing, right? We're Continuing, Sam, continuing. And I realize that God doesn't make failure. And even though I might be dealing with obstacles right now, failure is not in my future. Victory is in my future because that's who I am. I am victorious in Christ Jesus. And we begin to look at this word and it becomes a mirror. And he says, Okay, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Verse 6, And when the disciples heard it, they fell on their face and were greatly afraid. And Jesus came and touched them and said, Arise and do not be afraid. And when they lifted up their eyes, they saw no one but Jesus only. Now as they came down from the mountain, Jesus commanded them, saying, Tell the vision to no one until the Son of Man is risen from the dead. Very important that in the presence of God the Word of God starts working together. You start seeing things that you've never seen before. And you begin to see not just the the basics, so to say, you begin to see the vision that God has for your life. Not only do you see God in a new light, but you begin to see yourself in a new light. Remember what um, Paul said. He says the Word of God is, is like a mirror. And so whenever you first get born again, you're born again instantly. You're a new creature in Christ Jesus. But when you look in the mirror, whoa, whoa, whoa you begin to see there's a lot that needs to change. But what, is it, what, did, what did he say, do? If I want to change, and I want to change. I want, I want all that God has for me. I, I want to change. What did he say, do? He says, you continue in this word. And now, what you used to see as shameful, and what you used to see as disgusting... And what you used to see as an addict, or what you used to see as messed up, and what you used to see, it begins to change. If, 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 if you continue. It says we're beholding, like in a mirror, the glory of the Lord. That as I look into the Word... I begin to see the glory I begin to see the glory of the Lord. Not only do I see Him for who He is, I begin to see myself for who I am. Remember, He believes that I'm healed. He believes that I'm redeemed. He believes that I'm victorious. He believes that I'm prosperous. And I must make a decision that I I believe that I'm healed and I believe that I'm prosperous and I I believe that I have the Spirit of God and I believe the power of the blood of Jesus and I believe the Word doesn't return void and I believe that angels are assigned to me and I believe that God's working right now. See, we're, we're continuing and the more we continue, the more we change. Yes, amen. We're transfigured. We're changed in shape and appearance. And, we're, and the change starts where? It starts in our thinking. Yes. Right? Yes. Romans 12. Just go, go, go to Romans 12. Continue. If I want to change, what do we do? We, we continue. Romans 12, verse 2. We could quote it, but let's look at it. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind, that we may prove what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. How does transformation come? How does transformation come? By renewing of our mind. How does change come? By the renewing of our mind. By continuing in the word of God. By continuing and as I look in the mirror I begin to not see myself but I begin to see Christ in me, the hope of glory. I begin to see who I am in Him. That in Him I am righteous and in Him I am healed and in Him I am prosperous and in Him I am victorious and in Him... The more you look at... See, there's no way that you can stay discouraged and stay defeated if you continue to look in here and you continue to look that I am an overcomer. You continue to look at I am more than a conqueror. You continue to look at I am healed by the stripes of Jesus. You continue to look that whatever I put my hand to, God prospers. You continue to look at all these things. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. See, your image begins to change. If you continue, you begin to see something that you hadn't seen before, even though it was in you from the foundations of the world. Yes, amen. See, because the devil's a liar. Yes. <laughs> Almost. You ever Christian cuss at the devil? You ever Christian cuss? You know you have. I'm telling you, doing what we do, it's been so funny. I pray with lots of different people to accept the Lord, and whether they're on drugs or whatever, it just out of the abundance of their heart. But they just they go to cussing when you're leading them to the Lord. And this is so funny. I mean, it's it, it's funny at the same time. Their heart is just open, and they're oh bl- blank blank yes Lord. Oh oh bl- blank 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 blank. But their heart's so sincere. That's just the way they think. That's just what they're used to. Right? And so as we mature, we get delivered from that, right? We renew our minds, and now we Christian (laughs) cuss. See, God doesn't make failures, and God wants our image to transform and our our image transformed by transforming the way that we think if i want to change i've got to continue to change the way that i think because as a man thinks in his heart so is he because see the devil will lie to you and he'll try to paint that picture of your past and he'll try to paint that picture of what you used to do and the guilt and he'll recall it to you i was telling my wife the day i was just Remember, and I, remember when I was, the Lord was just bringing me and delivering me and as I was growing and come through the process, I would get so... And I encourage you to do this. Because I always ask myself, does this really work? Does, does what we're sharing with you tonight, will it, will it help you become who God's called and created you to be? You better believe it will. Amen. And just like the Word said, so the Word does not lie. He said, it'll take you from faith to faith and glory to glory. And he'd start, or maybe I, you would get going and you'd fall and make a mistake or something. I'd get so just ooh, I'd get so ticked. And I'd tell him, I say, You sit down right there. And I'd get my Bible. I'm talking to the devil. So you listen to me. You're recalling all this stuff to me. That's not who I am. Revelation twelve ten says, I overcome by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of my testimony. So you're gonna sit right here. That's not who I am. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That's who I am. My sin is cleansed by the blood of Jesus. He said he's faithful and just to forgive me and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. That's who I am. And I would just, I would talk, you sit right here, you listen, this is who I am. You're trying to remind me of who I am? I'm going to tell you who I am. How hungry are you for change? Whoever the sun sets free is free indeed. And I would stay on it, I would stay on it till I knew I had shoved it right up his nose. I had whooped his tail from the beginning to the end. Not only was I telling him how he was defeated, but I was letting him and every myself know who I was. See, you've got to let him know. That's not who I am. That's not who I am. I'm not a failure. That's not who I am. I'm not sick. That's not who I am. I'm not living in lack. That's not who I am that's not who I am that's not who I am you might have a temper problem that's not who you are you might have an anger issue. that's not who you are you might have a shame and guilt issue going on that's not who you are you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus so you've got to show him you've got to, you've got to tell the devil who you are and you've got to remind him of who he is that he is defeated that he is disarmed that he is made of nothing he is made of no power no effect For this purpose, the Son of God had come to destroy the works of the devil. Do you know that God did not create you to fail? Do you know that God desires for your image to transform? Do you know that transformation is going to come by the renewing of our mind? One of the key things that we do is continue. We continue. Say, I continue. So I continue. I continue. You're taking notes, write this down. Control your thoughts about yourself in order for me to, to ch- continue to change i've got to learn to control my thoughts about myself and we've we've learned this over the past several weeks of of second corinthians chapter 10 verses 3 through 5 whenever a negative thought comes up in your mind of about sickness or about lack or about your past or about a feeling of unrighteousness or unworthiness or sin or whatever it is you pull that thing down and you replace it with the word of god right control the way that you think if you winners learn to control the way they think They don't think defeat. They don't think lose. They think win, win, win. That's what we think, win. We win. He always causes us to triumph. In Christ Jesus, we think righteous, righteous. That's who we are. We think wholeness, health, healing, abundance. The thoughts of the diligent tend only to plenteousness. That's the way we think plenty, plenty. That's God's character nature, plenty, plenty. So when you have the negative thought, a winner controls their thoughts. They pull down the wrong thought. And they replace it with the right thought, right? Philippians chapter four, verse eight. it says, "What? Do what, do what with your mind? Remember, we're talking about changing the way you think about yourself, and winners control the way they think. He says, "Think on things that are good and lovely and pure and of a good report. If you can find anything praiseworthy, think on these things." And he goes on in verse nine, he says, "Now practice." Practice. Practice thinking on the positive. Practice thinking on the answer. Practice thinking on God's Word. Practice thinking. If you can find anything good, it's good that you're not going to hell, but you're going to heaven. It's good that the blood of His Son Jesus cleanses us and covers us and sets us free. If, there, if you can find anything good and you've got to make yourself, make yourself think on things that are good at times. Winners control the way they think. Remember how Jesus controlled the way that he thought, not only for himself, but also the enemy. Matthew chapter 4, what did he say? It is written. It is written. Remember? You sit down right here. Let me tell you something. It is written that man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. It It is written. It is written. It is written. It is written. So how do I control my thoughts? It has to do with my mouth, speaking the word of God out of my mouth, because my mind thinks about what I talk about. Right? Remember the the illustration, what do you see in your mind whenever I say black dog? What do you see? Black dog. Whenever whenever I say red barn, what do you see? Red barn. So in order to control my thoughts, I've got to control my words. And so if I make a decision, a decision, a decision, a decision... We decide whether we're going to be hungry. We decide whether we're going to be thirsty. We decide whether we're going to go to the new level. We decide if we're going to position ourselves to allow the Spirit of God to bring the transformation and the transfiguration. We decide how far we're going to go in our relationship with Jesus. And Jesus will lead us to that place of transfiguration where not only does He change, but we change. Because we don't see God how He is, we see God how we are. And so if we're messed up, think what our perception of Him is. But if we continue, and we continue to look into the mirror, we begin to change, and and His true nature begins to be revealed to us. I want to change. I've got to control the way that I think in order to change. Attitude, write that down. Attitude will either make a person or break a person. See, attitude is an outward expression of an inward feeling. What is your attitude? Do you have the spirit of faith, The attitude of faith. Second Corinthians chapter four verse 13 says, "We have in the same spirit of faith, we believe, therefore we speak. We believe, therefore we speak. Do you have a can-do attitude? I can change. I can change the way that I think. I can rearrange my relationships. I can develop the gifts and callings of God. I can develop. I can see God's Word. I can thank God's Word. I can speak God's Word. I can stand on God's Word. I can. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Philippians chapter 2 verse 5. It says, let this same attitude and mind be in us, which was also in Christ Jesus. What would his attitude be concerning sickness? He doesn't create failures and he didn't create sickness. What is his mind? What what is a renewed mind? Whenever you have an obstacle about whatever you might be dealing with in life right now, ask yourself, how does a renewed mind think about this? How does a renewed mind think about the financial situation? How does a renewed mind think about the relational situation? And now how do we renew our mind? By what? By continuing in what? By continuing in the Word of God. We renew our mind by the Word of God, so how would a renewed mind think? It's going to think in accordance with the Word of God. If I want to change, I've got to make the decision to continue in the Word of God and realize that it is in the presence of the Lord, it is in the Word of God, I continue and change begins to come. Change begins to take place. Transfiguration begins to take place. Right? And it's the attitude of every day I'm going to get up and I'm going to go forward and I'm going to continue and I'm going to think like a renewed mind would think. And, and Paul promises when we do this, we're going to prove what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Will the Word of God change us? Yes, will the presence of God change us? Yes. Will it we go from glory to glory, faith to faith? Yes. 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 Amen. Yes. Yes. Yes, changing the way we see ourselves. The devil doesn't want you to see yourself victorious. He doesn't want you to see yourself whole. But we make the decision. We see ourselves the way that God sees us. Amen. So how's your attitude? How is your attitude? Mm -hmm. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. I just want to read this to you. For we are God's own handiwork, His workmanship recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew that we may do those good works which God predestined, planned beforehand... For us taking paths which He prepared ahead of time that we should walk in them, living the good life which He prearranged and made ready for us to live. We are God's own handiwork. We are. You are. We are. We are as a family God's own handiwork. Recreated in Christ Jesus. Born anew. To walk and live in the good life. In the good life. In a life that wins. A life that overcomes. A life that is free from addiction. A life that is free from pain. A life that is free... But whenever we see something in the Word of God, because we're continuing, we've got to make the decision I'm going to agree with God's Word, right? right. I'm going to believe God's Word, correct? I'm going to declare God's Word because the more I agree with God's Word, the deeper I get into the plan and will of God for my life. So I can see something, but if I don't agree with it, if I don't believe it, if I don't declare it, I stay right on the fringe of Christianity. I just get right in the borders of getting saved. Yes, you might be going to heaven, but that's all you're experiencing, and God wants us to experience all the Word of God here and now. By agreeing, you see it, I agree agree with it, I believe it, I declare it, I embrace it, I continue in it, I renew my mind with it, I make a decision, I'm going to have the same attitude about, about this that Jesus would. So in order to continue to change, number one, and I know we wrote down a lot of points, but please make sure you write this down, make a decision to change. If I want to change the way I see myself, I've got to make a decision to change. Number two, renew my mind. Make a decision, 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 renew my mind. Make a decision I'm gonna increase financially, renew my mind. Make a decision I'm gonna walk in divine health and healing, renew my mind. Make a decision my marriage is gonna go to new levels, renew my mind. Make a decision I'm gonna be the man of God God's created me to be, renew my mind. Decision, renew mind. Decision, renew mind. No decision, no renewed mind. It's not enough just to come and and wait for Wednesday or wait for Sunday. It's a decision daily and it's renewing of the mind daily. Go with me to Numbers 13. I'll get ready to close. Changing the way we see ourselves. Changing the way that we see ourselves. Continuing in the Word of God. God does not make failures. God does not make failures. God does not make failures. Let's start Numbers thirteen, uh, verse twenty-seven. Uh, maybe start in verse twenty-six. I'm going to read out the Amplified. They came to Moses and Aaron and all the Israelite congregation in the wilderness of Paran at Kadesh and brought them word and showed them the land's fruit. They told Moses, "We came to the land which you sent us, and surely it flows with milk and honey. This is its fruit." But the people who dwell there, they're strong, and the cities are fortified and very large. And moreover, there we saw the son of Anak of great stature and courage. Amalek dwells there in the land of the south, the Negev, the Hittite, the Jebusite, the Amorite dwell in the hill country, the Canaanite dwells by the sea and along by the side of the Jordan River. Verse 30, And Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to conquer it, Pause. Image was talking right there. His image was talking right there. His thinking was talking. you know your thinking talks? Your thinking talks. You can listen to what somebody's saying and you can know how they think. Right? Your thinking has a voice. He said, we are well able to overcome it. Verse 31, but his fellow scouts said, We're not able to go up against the people of Canaan, for they are stronger than we are. Pause, image is talking. Image is talking, thinking is talking. Verse 32, so they brought the Israelites and the evil report of the land which they had scouted out, saying, The land through which we went to spot out is a land that devours its inhabitants, and all the people that we saw in it are men of great stature. There we saw the Nephilim, or or giants, the sons of Anak, who come from the giants, and we were in our own sights as grasshoppers, and so we were in their sights. Hang on a sec. Weren't they spies? So the giants never even saw them. Right? They're spying out the land. Giants, the fortified city didn't see them, The um, the, the, the towns didn't see them, the giants didn't see them. But see, they were focused on the way they saw themselves instead of the way that God saw them. Because mom and dad didn't have a dream. They had no hope because they'd been in slavery for a long time. And they saw themselves with no dreams, with no hope. They saw themselves with the mentality. They hadn't made the decision that I'm going to be all that God has called and created me to be. They didn't make the decision that, yes, even though we're coming out of Egypt, we're coming out of darkness and coming into the kingdom of Jesus Christ, now we've got to focus on the way that God sees us instead of the way we see ourselves. Because when we first get born again, we see ourselves the way that we always have been. But now it's time to focus on who we're created to be and the way that God sees us. Make a decision. I'm going to focus on what God sees. I'm I'm going to focus on what God says because when I see what God says, I'll say what God says. When I see and I say, then I'll begin to see and I'll say and I'll have. See, if they would have continued when they came out of Egypt, the, the, the giants were actually afraid of them. But because of their perception of themselves, they didn't continue. See, they had heard how God had opened the Red Sea. And they had heard how whenever God's children come through and up the other side, God released the waters and wiped them out. The whole land was afraid of them. But because they didn't have the right perception, they didn't continue to possess their inheritance and go. The enemy would have given them the cities. The enemy would have given them the land. The enemy would have given them their inheritance if... They would have stayed in the process of seeing themselves the way that God saw them. The enemy's already afraid of you. He's already defeated. He knows that he's defeated. He knows that he's disarmed. He knows that he doesn't have power and authority over the church, but the church has given it to him. Because of the way we've seen ourselves instead of focusing on the way that God sees us when we focus on the way that God sees us, we will take the land. The giants will have to give the stuff up to us. Make the decision. Renew the mind. And let's change the way that we see ourselves.